listening to Two Girls, One Podcast, a comedy show that usually ends up covering how the internet has doomed us all to a life of loneliness and ignorance. As the kids say, LOL. Fortunately, this episode has been touched by his noodley appendage. Come all ye faithful, gather round for the tale of our Lord and Savior, the Flying Spaghetti Monster. And now here are your extra saucy hosts, who are never Alfredo speak their minds, Jennifer Damula and Allison Goldberg. Hello, everybody. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. If you've been with us for a while, you know that Allie and I are performers who use the internet as a script and for many years performed Reddit threads, Craigslist posts, live on stage in front of an audience, which led us then to make a web series called Two Girls, One Show. We met the people behind internet posts. You can find that show on Hoo-Ha-Ha. And eventually- Every smartphone on here damn near is going to be while on the toilet phone. These interjections don't even make sense. Let's ignore him, Allie. <laughs> then we decided to do this podcast. Now I'm questioning why, because Matt's so annoying, but uh, it's with the Daily Dot, Two Girls, One Podcast, and we're interviewing people from the internet. So welcome, guys. Allie, how are you doing? Oh, you know, I've been better. <laughs> but <laughs> right before we started recording, we were discussing something that I found very amusing. First of all, we were discussing Matt's parenting, but also we were discussing the fact that I'm too honest and I need to start lying. <laughs> I'm too honest. I can't lie to people. People are like, how are you? And I'm like, well, let me tell you everything. <laughs> I need to learn how to say I'm fine. <laughs> so uh, you believe that you're that way across the board. It's not just in certain situations. You were wondering if it's like, am I different with you versus other people? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Uh, no, I can't lie. <laughs> it's really, I can't lie. I don't know how. I didn't learn. Nobody taught me as a child. <laughs> okay, can, can I just say for the sake of the show, please be your normal self on the show. If, if Jen says, how you doing? You're like, I'm good. That's not a good show. That's not good That's radio. True. So 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 don't lie to us. But in your normal day to day life, what if I life, tell you really good lies though? Like really mm, good lies. Well, look, if you're gonna make up a good shit, then then by all means. But like, don't lie to your Starbucks barista. I'm I'm fine. Thanks for asking. But on, <laughs> oh, yeah. when you come no, here, no, no. I, I need that, all of it. Because then you're crazy when you're a barista. <laughs> like, how are you? And you're like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> no, that's not good. Although, whenever waiters and waitresses are like, how can I help you? I always want to be like, pull up a chair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it, but every time I'm like, you're not, you're not really asking me that, are you? Oh, but I think they like they want to hear I'm fine in that context, right? They don't want to exactly. hear your life story. Like, yeah. How may I help you? I'm like, there are so many ways. I mean, what else you you know? What do you have any? What are your degrees? And I could tell. There's a lot of things. <laughs> you got any single friends? I don't know. Uh, no, uh, honestly, as our listeners know, I am great except the insomnia situation. But otherwise, I'm great. Jen, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. It's been a long week and I feel like my voice is low today, guys. What do you think? Do I sound do I sound lower than usual? You sound so <laughs> fucking sultry. I love it. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, what's going on? Matt, can you honestly tell us how are you doing? I'm great. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, you I'm, notice how I'm, high your voice got? It's like, oh. <laughs> That is how, that is how my wife... made an Instagram video where he talks about how boring his kids are and I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> wait, what does your wife do? You, you, no, she knows that I'm lying when I'm like, eh, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> 
Actually, <laughs> based on that logic, I am always lying because my voice is really high pitch. Oh, wow. Am I lying? Right. Am I the telling the truth? Who know. knows? I have a, a sultry filter on Jen and an elf filter on Allie on <laughs> all the recordings. So this is not what they really sound like. It's just to right. distinguish them. Oh, right, yeah. right, great. Yeah, yeah. My actual voice is not at all. It doesn't sound like a cartoon character. Yeah. No, it's, no, yep, no. It's, it's very, very But guys, I'm an speaking adult. of... What's true and what's not? Uh, we have a really interesting show today. Just to quickly mention I what am, we're covering. I am positively <laughs> excited about this guest, Jordalini. Oh, forget right. about it. <laughs> uh, so we're talking with somebody who's a member of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Her name is Karen Martin. She is officially ordained within this church. I think she's the first ordained minister, and she refers to herself as a ministeroni. <laughs> That's right. So if you've never read about this church, the Flying Spaghetti Monster is their god. Uh, they dress like pirates uh, because they believe humans came from pirates. <laughs> and uh, they like to wear colanders on their heads. And in certain states and countries throughout the world, they actually have been able to get pictures of their driver's licenses with the colanders on their heads uh, through enough petitioning. So uh, this will be people very, came very from pirates. And are pirates not people? Yeah. No. Well, if people came from pirates, where, why are there still pirates? That's a good question. Checkmate. Yeah. This is like how... Uh, like fundamentalists say we were alive at the same time as the dinosaurs right is that sure i don't know i confused myself i was gonna say ali do you know a little bit of the background about this like i mean okay yeah, it gonna comes give it to us, from but... prophet bobby henderson's letter to the board of education i want to say in kansas in kansas I do yeah. It's kansas yeah yeah so basically they decided creationism was going to be taught in schools and he wrote a letter saying basically if creationism is going to be taught in schools then i would also appreciate if you would teach my theory in schools which is that we were all created by a flying spaghetti monster if you haven't read the letter it is amazing and actually part of why we're interviewing Apostafarian today is that it's a very internet-y phenomenon. He wrote this letter. It went super viral and people started pronouncing themselves Pastafarians. Um, Matt, are you a Pastafarian? Did I... You, you said you were in our Discord server, I believe. Yes, I am a devout Pastafarian. Th this religion goes back to ancient times, I believe 2005. And are you just holding back on the pasta puns so you don't alienate us? You guys covered it. I okay. Don't, uh, we all I don't need to add Oh, you're a penne in my ass, Matthew. Wow. <laughs> Hey, did you did you guys hear about the Italian chef? He he passed away. <laughs> We're so bad at this. <laughs> but Karen's gonna Jen, be good, guys. You're so saucy. <laughs> oh, sultry and saucy. Matt, yeah, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Where did ghosts I come in? Alfredo, no, no ghosts. Ghost. Alfredo, where did the ghosts come oh, in? I don't know. I just. That's how a great question. We'll, have a, have we'll just say I ain't Alfredo. That's true. Okay. <laughs> forget forget about the ghosts. Forget about it. I do have some excellent pasta-related trivia if you guys are interested today. Okay. Into it. Today's episode is about the flying spaghetti monster and the religion of pastafarianism, and I have a pretty simple question. The word spaghetti is plural. Did you know that? Uh -huh. Okay. No, I did not. Spaghetti means multiple strands of spaghetti. What is the terminology for a single strand of spaghetti? Spaghetti. I got choices. One of them is spaghetti. I'm going with that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Allie pick C. Here are your other choices. A, spaghetto, B, spaghettum, or C, 
spaghetti. This is the I'm dumbest, going with a spaghetto. This is the dumbest fucking trivia we've ever had. <laughs> no, it's actually not. This is the most useful piece of trivia we've <laughs> it's ever useful. had. useful. But here's the thing. This blew my mind. You, it never comes in one strand. <laughs> never. No, no, no. It doesn't, it doesn't come in one you strand. But if you pluck, <laughs> if you pluck a strand out, what is it called? It's not called spaghetti. You could use that. You know, when you're cooking that spaghetti, you need, yeah, you need to pluck a strand. It makes me yeah. think spaghettium. Yeah. Ooh, a strand of spaghettium. <laughs> oh, so are you going to change it? No. You going with, you going with spaghetti? No. Spaghettium? Spaghetti. Or spaghetto. Spaghetti. All right, Ali's sticking with C. Uh, Jen, I think you were going with spaghetto, which is A. I'm going That's with correct. spaghetti, and I'm going to spaghetti the answer right. <laughs> spaghetti girl. <laughs> <laughs> we will find out the correct answer after the break. And now the description of a real product entitled Theft Deterrent Moldy Sandwich Bags from the online future of workplace etiquette. Perpetualkid.com Tired of having your food stolen by sticky-fingered co-workers or roommates? Bullies taking your kids' lunch? Well, if so, worry no more. Our theft deterrent moldy sandwich bags are, you guessed it, sandwich bags that have green splotches printed on both sides making your freshly prepared lunch look spoiled. Don't suffer the injustice of having your sandwich stolen again. Protect your lunch with our anti-theft sandwich bags. 20 food safe, fake mold imprinted zipper style sandwich bags. Each bag measures approximately 7.25 inches long times 7.25 inches wide. Use caution in offices with overzealous fridge cleaners. P.S. Jill, it's been 15 plus years, but it still bothers me. I know you took the bacon off my sandwich in the fridge. The only reason I didn't say something was that I needed your help on a presentation. I bet you're still a jerk. Well, I'd, I'd probably still eat it. What about you? You should definitely eat it. It's only The mold's only on the bag. It's fake. It's fake. Yeah, I, I know, but I might still eat it. Is that gross? <laughs> no, but, wait, wait, eat the bag? Because you should never eat a plastic bag. Oh, no, I meant like a, a moldy sand. Anyone? Oh, if a you sandwich had real mold? are <laughs> lying. You would never eat a moldy sandwich. I know, I know, this. I, know I know. You're into I'm your I'm trying food. to stir things up a little bit here, you know? <laughs> she, she's lying. She's Everybody trying to get controversial. they've got me pinned down. No, you don't know me. You don't know me. <laughs> oh, I need a moldy sandwich. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know. I kind of know. <laughs> well, do you? Would I or wouldn't I eat it? <laughs> you wouldn't. Also, I know your mom. Oh. And the apple doesn't far fall from the tree. <laughs> well, you don't know if she would eat the moldy wait, sandwich. Wait, wait. Wait, wait. Pasta? Was that? I was that to was a, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was really good. That was exceptionally good. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of pasta, who wants the trivia answer? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to hear it. I, I find it interesting that you said an answer that was on my list. Like you said it out of the blue. Do, do you, you feel yeah, that you that know could be the right why? one? Why? Because it's right? the trivia is stupid. It's a penne in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Today's trivia is about spaghetti. Spaghetti, the word spaghetti is plural. I felt, I felt, that blew my mind and, and nobody seems in this room seems to care about it. And I, I'm really a little disappointed about that. I, I think I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling it spaghetti no matter what the answer is. Fair like enough. Panini, enough. One, like, multi, like panini is plural, guys. Panino is singular, which is why it, I think it's spaghetti. Really? Yeah. It's not paninis? It's not panines. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. Gosh, but. okay. You, that, all right, also, that's another one. If, if you have multiple penises, do you call them penum? <laughs> that, is, that is a fact. I don't know where that came from, but all right. Fact check uh, us. Penum. Spaghetti's plural. What is the name for a single strand of spaghetti? Nobody a, needs one strand. Spaghetto. You don't need it, but it still exists. You need, so you need a word for it. Okay. Spaghetto. That's A. Jen went with spaghetto. B. Spaghettum. Nobody chose that. C. Spaghetti. Allie said that right off the bat before she even got choices. Yeah. Any answer changes here? You last shot. I just really like the word spaghettum. Like it, <laughs> like like instead of like go get him, kid, you'd be like spaghettum, kid. <laughs> it yeah, sounds like yeah, it's what you do to like interrupt somebody. Like <laughs> spaghettum. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm gonna keep a spaghetto though. Okay. <laughs> the correct answer is A. Spaghetto. Jen gets it right. Wait, what do I get? Uh, a, a gift card for to Trader Joe's in six to eight months <laughs> at Christmas time this next is year. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. You could buy Singular. so much spaghetto there. Mm. And spaghetti. I'm sticking with spaghetti. Spaghetti. Spaghettos. <laughs> spaghetti about it. <laughs> All right. Is our guest here? I think she should be here in a minute, Orzo. Oh. <laughs> Man, you're really good. How at do you these. do this? I just live in my best life. <laughs> <laughs> you should you should sleep less often. No, no, don't wish that upon me. <laughs> do not wish that upon me. All right, is she here? It, what, she is here. All right, everybody, we're very excited to have our interview now with the Prime Ministeroni of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Welcome, Ministeroni Martin. Oh, I good to talk to you, mateys. Good to talk. Always good to talk to those in other countries anchored in other ports interested in our church down in new zealand i am head of the church in new zealand not in australia not in the u.s not anywhere else on the globe though i have been asked to officiate weddings in israel the answer is no wait why what do you have against the jews yeah no nothing against the jews we we have jews as members of our church in new I'm zealand kidding, but uh, uh yeah we have we are we're, I think, now the only church in the entire world that is legally recognized by our government and allowed to do weddings, formal legal weddings. You can only do them in New Zealand. Correct. I must. That's one of the requirements. Ah, they have to be over 18 or have parental permission. Uh, they can be any gender. Uh, I must be able to speak English with them so I can understand that they're getting married um, out of their own will, not under duress. And it must be on New Zealand uh, land. I can be out on a boat. I have done boat weddings, but they must be within that uh, five-mile zone or whatever it is that allows you to uh, claim that you're on New Zealand shores. Have you done pirate ship weddings? We have. The first one we did down in uh, just a little place outside Christchurch on the South Island of New Zealand was on a ship. Well, let's take it back. So in your own words, because really our listeners would love to know, what is the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster? The Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster? Well, it's many things. That's like a bit asking, you know, what is what is Buddhism or what is Catholicism? We are in New Zealand. We are a real religion. We know that overseas, some of the churches are parodies and they spend their time parodying other religions. We do not. We, In order to get recognized as a legal religion in New Zealand, we could not be a parody. We had to be a real church with some connection that helps our members connect to the infinite. Now, the New Zealand 
government doesn't define what that is, infinite is, but we figured that the uh, flying spaghetti monsters, noodley appendages connect us very closely to the infinite. So on that basis, we filed to get recognized. Pretty simple process in New Zealand. New Zealand's one of the most um, internet-friendly governments in the world. You can do just about everything online, including get your marriage license online. So we applied to be a, a recognized religion online. And then once we'd gotten that, by fulfilling the criteria very clearly laid out, we then applied to get um, ministerones or marriage celebrants, as they tend to call them, approved. And we've done that and held our weddings. And we are a bona fide church in New Zealand. We know that in other countries, they are not bona fide churches. Their whole purpose is to parody other religions. But like the difference between the Roman Catholic Church and, I don't know, other Catholic churches, um, they all have different beliefs. And so it is in New Zealand. We are, we are, we're the only ones I know that um, our flying spaghetti monster is gender neutral. Our flying spaghetti monster is not a he or a she. Um, it has no genitalia. And quite honestly, we don't understand why any gods need genitalia unless they're bonking around. The Greek gods, of course, did because they had a lot of sex. But, um, but unless, you know, they're doing bodily functions or something, well, why do they even need a, a human body? Well, um, what if the pasta wants to make little pasta babies? You know, what if the pasta wants to make some, like, rice? <laughs> Like some rice aroni? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no dice. Um, I, the flying spaghetti monster has not given us any indications that it's even interested in um, fornication or reproduction. Um, we don't know of any other gods except the Greek gods who, who fornicate and reproduce. And so we're, we're just a bit confused by that. Um, but but in our religion, the flying spaghetti monster, the pasta is as the pasta does, and it's not even looking at us. That's another big difference. Our deity is not watching you, is not uh, counting whether you're naughty or nice, not making any judgments. Once the creation was done, the flying spaghetti monster went off and is creating other places in the galaxy. We assume we really don't know. So what are some of the basic principles of pastafarianism? Well, again, I can only speak for the New Zealand church. And we do have a book of treasures. We have an official doctrine. And in it, um, it lays out our principles. And the, the primary one is to uh, maximize the well-being of all sentient creatures. Um, that means that uh, we don't do harm. And we try and look out for everyone together. We believe in interconnectedness of all countries, con continents, space, celestial bodies, everything. And we believe in, you know, mm -hmm. no discrimination. New Zealand in 1989 created the uh, Human Rights Act. And that is a non-discriminatory act that says regardless of their, well, it doesn't say their species, but we've extended it. Ethnic origin, race, genetic modifications, their makeup or origin, their heritage, their culture, spiritual beliefs, gender, sexual preferences, politics, state of arriving on New Zealand shores, abilities, disabilities, relationships, marital status, employment status, all of them are owed the same level of consideration, respect, and support. And discrimination and favoritism are contrary to our church's treasures. Um, we very much believe in no hate, no harm, actively resisting that, um, 
yeah, we're we're we try to be considerate in the even in the face of crazy nonsense. You know, we we say to respect or shut your mouth and tolerate the cultural and spiritual diversity, even though it may be craziness of all sentient beings. I was curious to know uh, if you could tell us more about humans evolving from pirates. Oh, I, I, well, we know that we share 99.9% of our DNA from pirates. And we know that when the flying spaghetti monster first created, this is at least our creation myth, first created the uh, earth, the first people on it were pirates. They were explorers, very friendly, going everywhere. But as other religions joined, joined the earth, um, our, our pirates were portrayed as less than worthy people and associated with scoundrels and criminals. And the whole pirate thing has gotten a bit skewed. Um, so we go back and we dress as pirates in honor to recognize and acknowledge the founders of this planet. They were friendly explorers. And besides that, it's great fun. <laughs> when did you discover the flying spaghetti monster? What, what was your personal journey into the religion and then to being the first minestrone in New Zealand? Yes, well, when Bobby Henderson first uh, revealed the existence of the flying spaghetti monster in his 2008 letter to the state of Kansas, was it? Education board. It was like coming out of the closet. And many of us, many of us all around the world recognized and said, yes, that is the one true deity. And uh, like many others, I became a member. You know, I, I uh, sent in my money to become a member and all that sort of thing to the U.S. But as as happens with churches, as the religion spread and I discussed it with other people and we grew, then I started a Facebook page for Kiwis, Kiwi Pastafarians. And pretty soon we realized that our interpretation of the Flying Spaghetti Monster's beliefs was different than uh, the U.S. And so we created the New Zealand Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, and and we do say... How is it different? It is reformed. For example, the U.S. one believes in heaven and hell. We do not. We don't believe in any afterlife. We think we need to take care of this planet as it is, every planet, everywhere. And um, that's a major difference. Do you follow the eight condiments? <laughs> <laughs> Very loosely. Very loosely. Um, they are not part of our treasures. Um, one of our top ones is the separation of religion from government. We're just a bit different. Um, we are very much a rational religion rather than a parody. And that's one of the reasons the other churches in other countries haven't been recognized is because they're parodies making fun of other religions rather than just being a religion. And um, we do get our own members questioning whether we've joined and become exactly what we're trying to remove. But religion is all about community, and that's what it means. That's what being a Pastafarian Kiwi means. It's part of a rational community of people who who um, believe in science and believe that religion should be separate from the state in every way, um, that there's no dogma. Our church doesn't doesn't force anyone to wear the colander or wear pirate gear. Why do members wear colanders on their heads? Is that a practice in New it Zealand? It is, it is. And we have we have two forms of dress here. Because we are a, a mixed religion, if you like, we have those who who tend to focus on the pastafarian and the pasta part of it. And, um, you know, a wedding where it takes place in the kitchen and everyone's dressed as cooks and it's all about the pasta and the sauce and you wear the colander on your head because that's the favorite dress for that 
sort of persona. And we have those who prefer the pirate persona and wear pirate gear and pirate hats and talk like pirates. And we welcome them all into our church and we have both and we support both, but we don't force anybody to do any of either thing. And were we reading about um, people wearing the colanders on their heads and driver's licenses now and this being accepted someplace? Absolutely. Some New Zealand has had people wearing colanders on their head when our citizens, there's one you can find a video online of one of our citizens wearing his colander on his head when he took the oath of citizenship. We've had them on pri- uh, driver's licenses. Uh, passports, although the government has gotten a little trickier now. Now they're saying in New Zealand, anyway, uh, that you can only wear headgear if it's required by your religion. But, you know, there are so many um, people in other religions where the fundamentalist version may require them to wear either a yarmulke or a hijab or whatever, but you still see many of them with or without it on their driver's licenses and passports. And the government doesn't go and inspect and arrest them. So we may have to make some sort of, yes, we require it, if it's your belief that it should be required. Because um, we don't want to impose it on others, but we want to allow our members the exact same privileges that people in other religions have. Can you tell us about some of the holidays? Because I was reading about Ramadan and Pastover. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Those are bigger in other countries. In New Zealand, we tend to, our biggest holiday is Talk Like a Pirate Day, September 19th. And um, Seems like a great day. It is a great day. Oh, we have so much fun. We we tell pirate jokes like, you know, what's a pirate's favorite letter of the alphabet? R. Oh, R. No, mateys. It's no, mateys. It's the sea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and why 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 is being a pirate so addictive? Because of that booty. Oh no, matey. Because once you lose your first arm, you get hooked. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we celebrate. Like holiday. Yeah, we we also celebrate um, in New Zealand, 25th of May, which is International Towel Day in honor of Douglas Adams, who's been nominated for sainthood along with Christopher Hitchens in our church. We do celebrate the 12th of October, which is International Pastafarian Headgear Day, and that's in honor of Nico Alm. He was an Austrian and the first Pastafarian to get a driver's license with our religious headgear. Another favorite holiday is Axial Tilt Holiday. Whoa, what's that one? Pastafarians celebrate the reason for the seasons, Axial Tilt, when many others believe that our FSM flies all over the earth to deliver white elephant gifts to all. Now, this holiday is celebrated throughout late December and into early January. It's a great feasting time with boatloads of pasta, pirates, tasty beverages, natural flora being shared by all. And the presence exchange is always fun as there are so many white elephants available for re-gifting repeatedly. And um, yeah, we do, we pay attention to the other churches' pastafarian holidays like Ramadan and uh, Pastachich or whatever, but they're not Kiwi church holidays. There's really a big divide, huh? There is, there is. And, and 
It hasn't gotten violent, though, but I think it makes us more of a real church. You know, in other churches, too, there are chasms, divides between whether or not, you know, you need to do this or that, even within the same religions. And ours is no different. One of the biggest conflicts has been whether we will accept members wearing, you know, the plastic colored colanders as opposed to the traditional stainless steel. There are those who would like to discriminate. Uh, We're not one, though. Uh, I have a philosophical question on that note, and I don't usually, I'm not usually the one asking questions, but if you'll permit me. Nope. Allie and Jen. Get back in your corner, Matthew. (laughs) Here's my question. My perception of the uh, pastafarianism and the flying spaghetti monster was that it was initially a, uh, you called it a parody, but I I, I think it, it made a point that if, if this version of religion is kind of silly or absurd, then our form of religion, which is equally silly and absurd, should also be valid. And it kind of just made a point, not necessarily about atheism, but about um, the, the, the silliness that religion can can get, get into. And, and that seems to be what it is, at least as I perceive it in, in the US. And you have said, no, no, we, we actually believe that a flying spaghetti oh, monster exists no as a supernatural matey. entity, no and that's how matey. we got it. No, is that's that no? our creation okay. myth, absolutely. And you notice I use the word myth. Um, I see, I because see. Because our religion supports critical thinking so much so that that um, we accept and celebrate our members who even challenge the existence of the flying spaghetti monster. Um, and you're absolutely right in Bobby Henderson's point of view, I think that was the point he was making to the the Board of Kansas that was trying to make intelligent design something that the uh, to be taught in schools. And we just can't abide that. We have a group in New Zealand. Um, there's a little loophole in our laws here that allows people with absolutely no qualifications to go in and teach quote unquote religious studies, but all they're teaching is Great. Christianity. And we've <laughs> people with no qualifications are allowed to do things. That's right. That's right. And 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 they're not <laughs> teaching right. all religions or even the theory of religion, which we would support the theory of religion. Um, they are teaching Christianity, and we object to that. If if our public schools are going to uh, give time for one religion to be taught, we think our religion should get equal to all religions should get equal time, and then there'd be no time to teach anything else, of course. But getting back to Matt's question, we absolutely believe that every religion is as plausible as any other. And I misspoke because I, I um, put words in your mouth by saying, oh, you believe in this, but more more interestingly, that you sort of, as an organization, had to convince the New Zealand government that there was a, as you put it, an infinite or possibly spiritual element, but what really philosophical, philosophically you are saying among yourselves it's it's all open. It's whatever it's you want. It's a community. To be, right? It's a social community, and I mean, what is the infinite? Can anyone define that? The New Zealand government hasn't made a stab at it. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that maybe that's my question: is like how how do they define that, and how, or rather, how did you satisfy that requirement? It's so it's so um, it's so completely loosey-goosey. agree. Completely for, for agree. Um, if you wanted to go online, um, one of the marvelous things about the New Zealand government, as I said earlier, is just about everything's online. You can actually go and look up our founding document that we filed. And in there, we state uh, very clearly that religions are comprised of a group of people with similar but not exact worldviews, and Pastafarianism is no different in that regard. Um, our religion 
is just as legitimate as any other, is just as plausible. Well, I wanted to say, you were mentioning that's really about community. So what can you tell us about the community? How, Especially in New Zealand, how large is it? How often do you guys see each other? Is Are there local gathering spaces? Yes, there are local gatherings. Ours is predominantly an online religion, which falls in very well with modern uh, social media, gets people connected up. Oh, I've got the barking dog here in the background. Um, he's, he, he's spotted another pirate ship. But our gatherings are mostly in people's homes. Every Friday is a holiday in, in Pastafarianism. And basically, we usually just uh, gather up as many people as you can get to fit around your table or in your house. And oftentimes dressing like pirates or with our colanders and serving lots of pasta and tasty beverages. And uh, we just celebrate being together and having fun. How many Pastafarians are there in New Zealand? Who knows? We've um, got ourselves onto the New Zealand census last year, which took a major effort to get us actually named so that people could tick Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. We were on there. However, the Statistics New Zealand has delayed, delayed, three times delayed releasing the um, results of the 2018 census. And in fact, it's gone on so long that that people don't believe that uh, it's going to be any use by the time they get around to releasing it. So, so we don't know. What is the Pastafarian presence online? So are there dating apps? Is there certain social media that people tend to gravitate towards? There was towards? a dating app. It's funny you mention that because I signed up for it. Uh, there was a dating app, but it didn't go anywhere. So what happened to it? I don't know. <laughs> We are online. We have our website. We have our Facebook page. Um, and we go anywhere from, from on a daily basis, 10 to 30,000 Kiwis um, going on there and exchanging information and things. We have a lot of international people. We have a lot of people from the U.S. who come online and, and um, make exchanges with us. There is an international Pastafarian council with members of the heads of churches in other countries. And we meet once a month and we are looking at what we can do to support each other. Australia is still fighting. They've spent tons of money going to courts. Um, like the United States, they're divided into many states and each state has their own laws. And they're just fighting to get into one state to get recognition. Um, we've seen recently that Germany's had a couple of setbacks as far as the courts go. The Netherlands has had a setback. We, we, we were making such good progress. Um, but in other countries, as I said, if, if you mm, focus on being a parody, then the courts have said a parody is not a religion. So we do not do that. It's not for that reason. It's just that we're not built that way. But they are struggling, and um, we do give our support, and they often point to New Zealand's government recognition to say, hey, you know, other countries recognize our church. This government should recognize our church. 
So far, that argument hasn't worked in very many places. Well, I'd love for our listeners to learn a little bit more before we go about, you know, some of the history of Pastafarianism. So I know you've got Bobby Henderson. Are there any more uh, prophets that they should know about? And I also was reading some of the prayers online, which seems super delightful. If you have a favorite prayer you'd like to share with us. <laughs> I, well, no, there's only the one prophet, Bobby Henderson. But as I said, our New Zealand church has got some saints. Other than that, we don't tend to um, hold up people as needing a lot of attention. Um, we're just trying to avoid crazy nonsense, avoid being a cult, um, any of that stuff. We want people to enjoy their life. Um, if you go to www.pastafarian.kiwi, which is our website, you can read all about our doctrine there. And and one of them is is that, you know, we want you to enjoy your life. There is no promise of an afterlife. That's not supported by any evidence. So there's no hell, no purgatory, no limbo or reincarnation or anything. We don't pretend or promise um, fantasy heaven. Ours doesn't have stripper factories or beer volcanoes. No virgins waiting to be your slaves as some religions have. No pearly gates. No hanging out with your favorite superpower. No angels. Just not going to happen. So we like people to um, make your own life purpose. Be nice to yourself and to other sentient beings. And really, compassion makes the universe a better place for you and everyone else. Um, and you were asking about prayers. Well, in New Zealand, we don't believe that the flying spaghetti monster is even listening. So we don't pray <laughs> because the flying spaghetti monster is not listening. It does not demand obsolescence or obedience or anything else. Um, so, so we do sing pirate shanties and songs, and I'm not going to sing you one because I, I'm just. No! <laughs> I want to hear it. No, no. <laughs> we do. I think the prayers that you're reading are for other churches in other other countries, and that's fair enough. We we don't mind if someone wants to recite a poem or a prayer. That's their business. All right. Well, I have one more question. I don't know about Jen, but I wanted to know if you have one really great story you could share from one of the weddings you've officiated. And I want to know: Are you a romantic? <laughs> We loves puns. We loves puns. And the first question, stories Very from nice. a wedding. <laughs> stories from a wedding. Let me think. God, they've all been so good. I think I think uh the one that we did last year uh God, uh Peter, Peter and Missy. And Missy in fact was from the states. Uh she was she was a uh former American, I think from Texas quite a beauty. And she married Peter, who was another immigrant from uh, the UK. He used to be head of a, some sort of a rock band, punk band or something. Anyway, um, at his wedding, he brought out the guitar and sang a song he'd written for Missy. And I think some of that's uh, on video, but that was certainly entertaining. Um, and, and of course, if you've looked online, my favorite part of the wedding ceremony is always the uh, the noodley kiss, uh, where our church members, the wedded, the couple to be, each grab an end of a long pasta noodle and suck it 
until their lips touch and kiss, much like um, that was taken out of... Uh, Lady and the Tramp. You got it. We take inspiration yeah. from everywhere. Do you know what that was, Matt? When they did that, they used one spaghetto. That's correct. <laughs> oh, that's true. That we were discussing spaghetto. spaghetto earlier. <laughs> Excellent. Or we could pretend it was one of the uh, flying spaghetti monsters noodly appendage and they were just sucking it down. Yeah, that's right. Get it. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Prime Minister Oni, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. It's been my pleasure. We'd love to see you all over here in New Zealand land of the long white sheep cloud. We've got plenty of room. We've had a lot of Americans immigrating here ever since since you had a... uh, an election and uh, the numbers oh, yeah, are growing that. every day. I <laughs> every day I run into what they consider. I think they consider themselves refugees. Um, we just call them immigrants, though. And um, yes, New Zealand's becoming quite the melting pot. Well, that's good. Plus, I hear that you have more sheep than people. So I guess, you know, some American refugees are just kind of evening out the numbers. They're trying. They're trying. Yeah. When you come over here, we, we issue you your 40 sheep and uh, you just have to keep them off the nice. road. I mean, that's probably our biggest snarl up here is when we get too many sheep on the road. Sounds like a tough life. It is. When the, when the two-headed sheep gets born, that's always a big deal. What? <laughs> is that real? That's real. And you can look up Shrek the Sheep. I got to Google that later. All right. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Allie, I have an important question for you. Yeah? What is a scallywag? She called us that. You know, it's like a a scoundrel, a scallywag. Is it good? I like scallywag. I think it's good. Also, my name is in it. That's true. Now, what I thought was most interesting about the conversation is, Matt, you pressed her on the parody versus religion. But my personal Mm -hmm. feeling is it is a parody even in New Zealand, but she can't say that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was uh-huh. my feeling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's controversial, like, but I, I understand what you mean. to get it recognized and spread the message of the parody, you have to pretend it's not a parody, and she can't go back on that. Right, you're playing the game of the state yeah. in order to. Yeah, that is my feeling too. Thank you for bringing that up. That's what I thought was interesting. She like had to take it seriously in some ways to combat that idea. But I want to read for you guys um, a positive. Farian prayer that I found online that I really love. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's called Prayer of Knowledge. Grant the flying spaghetti monster thy sauce, and in sauce, noodles, and in noodles, meatballs, and in meatballs, knowledge, and from knowledge, knowledge of what is tasty, and from knowledge of what is tasty, the love of spaghetti, and from spaghetti, the love of the flying spaghetti monster. Ramen. 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 Uh, that makes a ton of sense. It makes just as much sense as any prayer I said going to a Lutheran church when I was growing up. <laughs> oh, I wanted to know if you were going to celebrate um, Talk Like a Pirate Day with me next year. I mean, I got to start saving up on some pirate speak, but yeah, let's do it. Matey. <laughs> Jen's, Jen's pirate voice and Muppet voice are a little too close in for me. I think you know the Muppet voice sounds like this, Matt, right? (laughs) That is my favorite voice. All right, guys, you can tweet at us at June Bugger or you can tweet me at Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D. Email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com 
Or you can call us and leave us a real voicemail and we might actually play it on the air in our new voicemail segment that we sometimes have on the show. That number is... 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6548. And if you would like to join a discussion with us in somewhat real time, come to our Discord server. That's discord.gg slash 2G1P. Lots of listeners of the show are there. They suggest topics. They give us questions for shows that they're interested in we want to hear from you so join us there discord.gg slash 2g 1p and ali how do people contribute you can support this podcast by going to patreon.com slash 2g 1p all right mateys and pasta and love and everything else in the internet um it's been wonderful to have you here and we'll see you next week it's been a positively great time pasta la vista is hosted by Jennifer Damula and Allison Goldberg and gently tossed in a creamy pesto. I mean, it produced by Matt Silverman in New York City. This episode was spaghettied by Sophie Bridges. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one sauce for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe. Look spoiled!